What's going on, Lifesavers? Welcome back to another episode of the Lifesaver or Exploring with Micah podcast. I am on a little bit of a, uh, a dividend right now trying to figure out which one of those names I think is most appropriate for our family and for the name of this podcast. I am the host, Micah Jones, and I've been the host this entire time of the Lifesaver community, and I also run a TikTok account called Exploring with Micah, where we explore areas of ourselves that need healing on this self-growth journey so that we can all live better and more meaningful lives with ourselves and with the world. Today, we're going to be talking about healing childhood trauma, the easy way. Now, I say easy as clickbait. That was pure clickbait, pure clickbait. But I honestly, in a way, I believe there's a harder way to heal trauma and there's an easier way. I've been at this for a couple years and I've kind of realized what I was doing that just made it harder and what I've been doing recently that's been making healing my traumas a lot easier. In the three sections, we're going to be breaking down the therapist way, which I kind of believe is the harder way. Not saying it's not good, not saying it's not effective, just saying there may be an easier route to going about healing these traumas. The next is finding holistic chiropractor i'm going to talk to you about my favorite human being on this planet she has been the light and soul ever since i was born and i'm just going to talk to you guys about how important it is that you need a holistic chiropractor in your life and most importantly we're going to be talking about existential approach to healing which is super super big because that's the way that i currently go about healing my childhood traumas and currently go about you know, just enjoying life in general, the, the, the quote-unquote spiritual path. If you want to say it that, if you want to call it that, whatever guru, foo-foo bullshit you want to say around it. All right, you guys, let's just get into this episode. I'm really excited, really, really excited to, to record this for you guys. I got a lot of great feedback on the last one. I'm pretty sure it was called Cutting Off Toxic Family. Jesus, Michael, where is your memory, bro? Yes, that was what it was called. And I'm just really happy that you guys were able to resonate with that message on a deep level. And it helps me know that these podcasts, the way that I'm making them, is helpful. I thought I had to always make them a certain way before. But now I know that I can just be myself when I make this. And that's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. All right, you guys, let's get into this first section. I want to explain the way therapist usually have you process trauma now uh, there's there's a there's a lot of pros and cons to this i want to i'm going to speak upon the pros first because i think there is a lot of them one of the biggest pros i say it's it's effective in solving a specific issue that keeps coming up like we know that like in healing trauma it's a cyclical pattern you're constantly in this cycle of dealing with this trauma it comes up and then you push it back down the trauma approach in therapy helps you kind of realize that and kind of see where that pattern's coming from, give it resolve, give it perspective, and give it love so that you can heal that wound and no longer and break that cycle pattern, right? Just like the whole the whole the whole family here is technically cycle breakers. That's literally what we are. And I think that's a great thing. I love that. I love that we're cycle breakers. And but here's the con to that, right? So it's great for solving specific issues, but therapists want you to go deep, 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 deep into this problem. But the problem is, is that you're teaching yourself to like reread old pages in a book. When you are constantly, and I mean constantly, constantly looking back on these old traumas in your life, you're trying to heal each of them. It's like you're going back and rereading all the books you've ever read in your entire life again. 
and I feel like you'd be wasting the rest of your life doing that rather than spending this time in process of healing from what comes up when that happens. We have to realize that healing our traumas need to happen in that moment, in the present moment, rather than us spending our entire lives trying to use our minds to heal something. That our minds are, are the only reason we're even holding on to it in the first place. I honestly believe to my core that we all need to teach and try to solve our emotional problems using our mind is what caused our traumas. That's the biggest con to a lot of things that's happened in our lives. What we do is that our minds, just like our bodies, we're processing information all the time. Just like you listen to this podcast on your way to work, or maybe you're at work on your lunch break, you're processing all this information. At whatever level you are, some things are just passing right through you. That energy is passing right through you. But some things, like if someone decides to judge you, or maybe talk about your mom or your dad, or maybe talk about an old sibling or cousin that did something to you, you would eventually, that would no longer be passing through you because now you have some turmoil, now you have some unprocessed trauma there that you need to work through, that you need to heal through. And I think the biggest problem a lot of us do when that trauma comes up is we just push it down and act like it's not there. The problem with pushing things down is that we we get stuck, right? We're only making that feeling stronger and it's and now we're holding on to it and now we have more weight to carry. Our backpack is getting heavier the more times that we suppress more things in our lives that we just don't want to deal with. You know like how people like that's a big thing in therapy. Like I when I was going to therapy, I had to get over faking my identity. That was a big thing that a ther- that my therapist really kind of helped me see is that it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to talk about the shit that you're going through. But uh, the problem is that a lot of us in our childhoods, we were taught to suppress who we are. We were taught to suppress, you know, our emotions because they were invalid, right? Or maybe it would piss our parents off or something. And I think that was what caused us to go into this protective mode. But the problem is, is that protective mode is also just like carrying all this baggage that you now haven't even worked through. And, you know, when your friends try and ask you about it or something, now you're in these relationships with people where you're yelling at them, screaming at them. You're letting all that out on them because it's like a boiling rage within yourself. And I think we all just need to realize for a moment that this therapy method, the first one, is great. It's beautiful for helping you to work through that specific boiling rage. But I don't think you should spend the rest of your life trying to heal all that trauma. I believe personally, and this is, this is, I I forgot to make this disclaimer earlier. I am not a therapist, FYI. Like, I'm not a therapist. I'm just someone who's speaking from his own experiences of going through the process of healing his traumas. That's it. I'm not, I'm not going to say that therapy way is the wrong way or anything like that. I'm just saying there could be a more effective way to going about healing your traumas that isn't so um, demanding of your life. You know, because we still have responsibilities, we still have families, we still have work, careers, socials, dreams, goals, ambitions, intentions for how we want to live our lives. But if we decide to spend all of our time reading old books, then we will never have time to read new ones and to be able to live out the future after you heal from all of those experiences. My friend told me something that really changed the way 
I used to, I used to actually like fun fact I used to go about therapy I used to go about healing my traumas the therapy way right spending there trying to go back through all these old things happening to me and break them down and try and rationalize them and you know give them perspective and the problem is that I would be drained by the end of the day and I didn't get any other work done right I didn't get to talk to my friends I didn't get to be with my family I didn't get to you know enjoy the rest of the aspects of my life because I spent all of it reading old fucking books now I know this is it's probably a really unpopular opinion to say this but heal the traumas as they come up don't spend all your time all of your time trying to heal old traumas when they come up that's when you address them you don't address them otherwise seeking out traumas you're going to find millions of them you're going to find different scenarios where you are also feeling unseen you're going to find all these different moments in your life these memories you realize everything that you are whatever age that you are is made up of memories so if you decided to go back to your entire back catalog of memories and try and heal each and every single one of those moments jesus do you think we are here that long we are not here that long you know the common phrase is life is short we all have to realize that it's short so let's not spend all of our short short time here that is literally a speck of dust in this universe reading old memories because then you're never creating new memories you're never creating new ones and that's the sad part i went on a huge tangent there i just realized like heavily went on a tangent but I, I, I have a very strong, passionate opinion about this subject in general. And I just want you guys to still be able to live your lives and live these meaningful lives without being so burdened by these old traumas that are happening. Now, I've been answering a lot of TikTok videos recently, uh, TikTok comments that are talking about people who, you know, my family still denies it. This is where the therapy method works best because now you need to go through what aspect what trauma happened to you that is making you desire so badly to need their acknowledgement for what they did to you why we expect our families to not deny something that they don't even believe they're doing how can you expect a family member to acknowledge your pain if they aren't even aware of the toxic behaviors that they're doing how can you expect your family member to say sorry for something that they think is right in their illusion of the world? They grew up hurt just like you, but they never noticed that. They just kept living their lives through those traumas, repressing all of that. And all of that repression turned into their personality. You notice when you say certain things to your parents, they yell at you, right? Or they'll scream at you, or they'll hit you, or they'll get violent with you, or they'll react very negatively, very poorly. That's them, those traumas coming up. But we realized, because as cycle breakers, that those traumas that are coming up need to be addressed. They need to be understood, seen, and heard, so they are no longer these negative, violent reactions. Before we get into the next section, I, I want to I wanna explain something that's really really big for me at least it was really big is i remember um i remember i used to i used to beat up on my little brother i remember that i used to beat up on him a lot and all of that was just me trying to exert that negative negative trauma that my father did upon me to him 
you know there was there was this part of myself that i wanted to be seen and heard by my father so bad but since he wasn't doing that for me i had i then just took it out of my little brother and he was young and i know that's 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 the problem that's the problem is the fact that i didn't heal that part of myself so i beat up on my little brother because of it because i was being beat up upon Right? You, you think about a bully, right? Like a bully is somebody who was beat up upon themselves. So all they're doing is transferring that negative energy and pain to you so they can release that because that's what they think is right. I wanted to be heard and seen so bad that I forced my little brother to see me. And when he would never acknowledge my, my selfish, selfish ego about being right in a specific situation, I would be violent to him. Or if he wouldn't do something the way that I wanted it to happen, I would be violent to him. That is absolutely not cool. Absolutely uncalled for. And thankfully, it's been about a year and a half since I've done that. But at the end of the day, that, that, is, that is huge for me. Like, I feel so, so guilty for the fact that I was just transferring my pain onto someone who had none yet. And now he has pain. Now he has things he has to work through. And that's because I didn't work through it first. That broke my heart, man. We're done with that section. We're done. I'm getting emotional. I'm getting way too emotional. <laughs> Alright, you guys. Let's get into finding a holistic chiropractor. I, I believe in holistic medicine because there's no side effects. There's no, there, there tends to be little to no side effects of holistic medicine. That's why I'm for holistic medicine. Not to say antidepressants and all, all of these other treatments and stuff that doctors give you is wrong. I'm not saying that because I'm not going to take a side of right or wrong. But I personally, my family, we always went to a holistic chiropractor, holistic uh, health, health person, health practitioner before we ever went to the doctor. Because usually they could figure out a natural solution to the problem. And her name's Pam, by the way, which I hope to introduce in a podcast in the future because she is this beautiful golden light who's just like me. Like, you know, we love to take in information. We love to, you know, work through people's stuff together with them. And she gave me a lot of the ideas and and honestly, the, the courage to heal those parts of myself instead of deny them anymore. I'd say that it, she has been the single biggest impact on my healing journey overall completely she has been the reason that i've gone on this journey and made it this far she's made me realize what generational trauma is she's made me realize some of my old past lives and old beliefs from old lives that i still hold on to today that are burdening me i'm realizing my astrology patterns right the co-star app or I don't know, the whole moon thing, Mercury retrograde, you know, where you are in the sun sign, the moon sign, earth sign, whatever the fuck, all that. I don't know, like, all the details, but she helped me see and realize a lot of patterns in my life. And I'm just, I'm just saying that she's one of my best friends. She, she's worked on my, all of my family. So, like, she's been with us for about 40 years. Me, I'm only half of that. So, like, she's worked on me since I was a baby. She has worked on me since I was a baby. And I'm not going to lie, she helped me clear them. She has like these tools and these 
in these these like a mass knowledge of information that has helped me get to where I am because she's helped me clear those parts just as like in going back to the first section about therapy and how they make you you know sit down and, and pull yourself through those situations through within one session we can get to the bottom of where that's happening through muscle testing realizing where that's coming from I don't know how she does this but she knows how to do it and I want to learn low-key <laughs> but she helps me essentially pinpoint where this specific beliefs happening create a new belief to set that one apart and then heal the old one by taking very deep breaths and letting out all of that emotional trauma. Whenever I leave there, I feel as light as an angel, man. Light as a cloud, in fact. And in all honesty, it's just been the most fulfilling experience I've ever had. And that's why I still, I still go to today. So if you can find someone in your area, or maybe you can look more into this yourself online this will change your life don't shove a bunch of medicine down to try and heal of an unprocessed trauma educate yourself and figure out what you can do and this podcast i hope can give you some guidance some tools some tricks and stuff that i've learned that have helped me get to where i am i still smile majority of the day majority not all the time of course that's when i let the mind you know have its way but for the most part it's it's most helpful like here, here to give you a good example of how effective she's been and how helpful she's been in my life is I've I've struggled with depression for about 12 years and we've and that was it started when I was about eight so about when I turned 20 that's when it started to end um the biggest the biggest thing the biggest thing that I've been that I realized what I was doing was it, my depression over all of those years was actually just an unprocessed trauma that I had when I was a child it was it was a part of myself that i repressed because i was afraid that people wouldn't like that part of me so what i did was i built this incredibly social structure and mental concept that allowed people to get close to me to an extent and i would just help them with their problems and all that did was allow for me to repress my own even more because in my childhood you know my father's emotions became for my own all the time so i learned as a kid that Oh, it's it's completely fine for me to, you know, never talk about my feelings or, you know, act like my emotions don't even exist and just help people for the rest of my life. That's my that's my entire fucking purpose on this planet. Totally, totally. Yeah, that's fucking wrong. All of that is fucking wrong. There's no way that that is all that I'm meant for as a person. No way. And she's the one who helped me realize that I was repressing all of that. And in fact, I should have been making this kind of content two, three years ago, but I didn't because I was in this cycle and stage of my life where I was reaching a pinnacle of success in social media, but at the same time, that was through a very repressed version of myself. So as I got more popular and made more videos, the more depressed I got, the stronger this cycle got. And that was part of the problem. I always just kind of had this up and down battle of feeling really, really amazing and then really, really shit all the time. And she's the person who's helped me see that. I'm done advertising her. But that was, I really wanted to make a section on that because she's been the biggest impact in my life. And I think that if you guys start to learn more about this stuff and invest in the right practitioners and information that will suit you without labels, you will help yourself a lot. All right, you guys, let's get into the third section, which is existential approach to healing. 
existential approach to healing. So this is the way that I go about healing things in my life, healing these traumas when they come up, is I no longer spend a lot of my time rereading old books. And what I mean by old books is I'm not going to sit down, spend my entire day trying to figure out where this one trauma is coming from, and then try and come up with a rational solution to this problem. What I do instead is I live my life to the fullest, to the absolute fullest. And when I notice something is blocking my heart, and it, it, is, it is threatening my ego, this is all just unprocessed trauma that needs to be wavered through. It needs to be dealt with. In regards to the amount of time that it takes for me to get through, I only am going to work through it when it's being presently shown to me. That is when I work through trauma. That is when I take the time to sit there and realize, oh, so my inner child is struggling with this right now, struggling not to feel seen. Now, that's true because in the last couple of days, I haven't really been being very expressive and vocal about myself and what's been going on. I've been just keeping a lot of it in. I haven't let myself cry or let myself breathe. So this is happening. I see. I see it. And I see you, little guy. I see you and I love you. And that's what I've done. I've realized that from the untethered soul, this has actually solidified this idea for me. Besides one of my friends named Bajan, I'll get into in a little bit. He simply told me in the book, if you spend your whole life trying to heal from the things that have already happened, you will never actually appreciate the things that will happen in the future. If you spend all of your time trying to heal, you're not growing. You're in fact kind of getting yourself to this base reset to now take in new information. But you'll realize that all the time that you spent rereading and unhealing all of those millions of scenarios of traumas that you've already had, you're no longer going to be present or have any form of life left in you to live out the rest of it. That was a big idea. He didn't say any of those exact words, but that was a big idea that I took away from that book. And the biggest, the biggest thing that I've realized in trauma is that work through things that aren't passing through you because that's what you really need to heal. You know, for going back to those examples from earlier, if somebody is, if your parents are, are denying the, the trauma that they gave you, then that is the perfect opportunity for you to heal from that area of yourself that needs their acknowledgement. Because needing someone's acknowledgement is like, is, is the easiest way to make the excuse and blame to never do the work. And we all deserve to feel love and support, but we should not have to wait and expect people to be there for us all the time. We should not have to wait for people to break their cycles and realize before we're allowed to heal. We are allowed to heal at any moment that we choose to. And acceptance and accepting the fact that they will never acknowledge the pain that you've gone through, that they will never say sorry is the permission that you need to forgive them is the permission that you need to heal like i'm gonna be honest with you yeah i'm turning on my computer i'm actually filming i'm actually recording this on my computer fun fact because you know i, I found this microphone and um i don't know i thought it was cool so we'll see if the audio turns out well but a big big thing for me was i had to accept my father my father for who he was I had to accept him. He ain't changing. I don't have any expectation of him changing. He will be who he is. 
and I will work to be who I really am outside of these hurt versions of myself. That is what I will spend my time doing. That is what I will do. So, yeah, I'm going to cut you off from my life right now. I'm going to do that so that you're not just someone. Because here, here, let, let's, let's, let's take a step back for a moment. Let's take a step back. The existential approach to healing is healing when it rises. But if you're always living in a toxic environment, then you're always having things rise that you don't even have time to process the next thing that's coming. Like I'd notice it was consistent mental abuse at my father's house. And I used to put a lock on my door and like I had sage in my room. I had these crystals laying around everywhere because I wanted control of that energy in my room. I knew I couldn't control what my father does, what the family does, the energy of the house. But I knew that I had to have control over my energy. This is the number one thing that I suggest for anyone who still lives with that family and can't financially or is not old enough to live by themselves. You need to create a space that is yours and create boundaries to not allow people in that space i know that sounds stingy but i'm gonna be honest your energy is the one thing that matters the most and if you're always being triggered left and right then that means you're always reactive everything in your environment is affecting who you are so you no longer have the space to take a step back look at this from hindsight point of view give yourself that love because now the next person just came in the room and triggered this whole other fucking trauma fiasco so now you're living in this trauma cycle and no, you're no longer able of breaking the cycle that's why mainly this audience is people who are adults who've already separated themselves from their family because it's very difficult i'm gonna be honest my healing journey from this childhood trauma did not start until i got out of the house that was causing all of the trauma you can never heal in the environment that you got sick in. Never. And once you realize that, all you can do is protect your energy. All you can do is protect your energy. And learn to devalue the opinions of people that are not yourself. That is the two biggest external factors that affect our internal world the most. It is the people that we love and the opinions of those people that we value that is what affects us the most people who get judged a lot you know feel very isolated right because there's a there's this sense of it's a personal attack right when you were judging somebody which is a reflection of yourself you are essentially personally signaling out to that person saying i don't like you or i don't like this part of you and now that's signaling to them internally that they have a problem with themselves. Even though they could have spent the rest of the day having an amazing day. Maybe the first one in a week. Maybe in a month. But because you said that, now their whole day is ruined. Because they don't know how to heal that. They don't know how to separate your opinion from who they are. And that's why I believe in like self-growth. Like self-growth, self-love, this is everything. Because... Like, there was a comment recently, you know, that was like, you know, self-growth, self-love journey is so hard because, you know, all these people are judging me and everything. And I was like, that's the point of the self-love journey. The point of the self-love journey is to no longer value anyone else's opinion above your own. You know, when you're building a relationship with yourself, you're building how you see that other person. 
right? And that other person in this case is you. You have to realize that you are not all of this hurt trauma. That is simply the version of yourself when you were younger that was hurt. You're now the adult. You're an adult. You have the opportunity to parent that younger child, which is getting actually into the last section, what I'll talk about in just a moment, because I do want to read a part of a passage from the untethered soul. It was on page 74 that, you know, just really, really solidified this point home for me. You got to realize that you're no longer that version of yourself that's, that's hurting. You're the version of yourself that's trying to heal from what was hurting you. And when you're doing this self-love and self-growth, it's, it's deciding what you want to believe about yourself. Outside of the pain, outside of those opinions, because those opinions is partly what caused you pain. Now you have to get rid of those opinions. You have to let them go. Because if you live the rest of your life off of the opinions of other people, you will stay miserable and stay reactive. And you're no longer becoming a cycle breaker. You have to realize that you have, in fact, this is like the biggest thing that I'm going through right now. Just as a quick tangent, and then I'm going to, I'm actually going to pause this recording to go get the book because I forgot it to read you that passage because I think it's, the, I think it's the biggest thing, the biggest thing. I'm in the stage currently where I realized how much of myself is literally made up of things I've consumed. That's other people's judgments and opinions. That's the internet and all the social media curated Instagram bullshit. That's the opinions of other people on TikTok and YouTube. There's so many aspects of myself being this young that I have not formulated my own opinions about. And because I haven't, I've formulated these stupid expectations on myself that I need to be perfect, always needing needing to be working out. I need to look a specific kind of way. I need to always be feeling a specific kind of way. All of those things were not things that I created. Those are things from other people's opinions that I have heard, that I have taken on as a belief of my own. And part of your self-growth journey is learning to unknit and get rid of those parts of yourself that are not serving the growing you. I'm trying to grow from that part of myself. That is, their entire self-worth is wrapped up in exercise. Like for me, exercise is, is a huge fucking problem. It's a huge fucking problem because I, it's not like, like I have a different relationship with exercise than most people. Most people hate it. I, I have this self-worth problem and that's because there's a part of my identity that is completely wrapped up in whether or not I'm actually working out, pumping iron or doing push-ups, pull-ups, ab workouts. That is a huge makeup of my self-worth and that's causing problems because those self-worth beliefs I didn't come up with. Those were something that I picked up from everything that I've consumed about other people's opinions. Needing to always be fixing people is something that I learned as a child. That's not who I am. It's no longer who I want to be. I have to heal from that part of myself. If I want to grow and love that part of myself deeper now. But you have to see in order to heal. You have to see in order to love. And you have to understand in order to support and not criticize. You have to do the work. And that's the all part of this process. I don't go back and look for these old beliefs like I used to. I notice them when they come up. 
I stopped going on runs right now because a huge aspect of my self-worth was wrapped in it. Another example, I made this amazing breakfast yesterday, or two days ago, that uh, was cinnamon pancakes, cinnamon banana pancakes with berries and, and fruits on top, toppings with, you know, maple syrup or boysenberry syrup with a, with a, a protein smoothie. Beautiful, amazing meal. I poured, I accidentally spilled my smoothie into my bowl of pancakes and I was pissed, pissed. I've been telling you, I was, I was livid. I was livid for 10 minutes. But I also realized that there's a level of attachment that I have to the dish I just made and the fact that I couldn't enjoy it. Notice when they come up. Notice that feeling when it's rising within you because that, that's what allowed for me to make that temper tantrum, right? That could have been days and hours long, just 10 minutes. I let it go. It is what it is. I can make cinnamon fucking banana pancakes again. Like, it's not like those, that's the only time in my life I can ever make that. No, I can make that again tomorrow if I want to. I can make it today. Damn it. I'm making this before I've had breakfast. But, you know, it's it's just that, it's the, it's the beautiful dance. It's the beautiful dance of life, you know? Always going through the process of healing these parts of yourself when they're arising so that you can dance better with the flow of life, you know? Life is this beautiful dance all the time, and that's what tether, Untethered Soul has taught me, which gets me to it. I'm going to go get the book, and I'll be right back. All right, you guys, I'm back with the beautiful, beautiful little paragraph from the book Untethered Soul. Buy it. I don't get any affiliate money from this. Buy the book. It's going to change the way that you look at processing trauma and the way that you go about your spiritual journey. Here's, here's the little passage. It's beautiful. He said, If you truly want to grow spiritually, you'll realize that keeping your stuff is keeping you trapped. Eventually, you'll want out at any cost. You will then realize that life is actually trying to help you. Life is surrounding you with people and situations that stimulate growth. You don't have to decide who's right or wrong. You don't have to worry about other people's Oh my goodness. Other people's issues. See, this is a problem. I was in kindergarten, man, I couldn't read a thing through. You only have to be willing to open your heart in the face of anything and everything and permit the purification process to take place. When you do this, the first thing you'll see is that situations will unfold that hit your stuff, that unprocessed trauma. But in truth, that's exactly what has been happening your entire life. The only difference is that now you see it as a good thing because it's an opportunity to let go. Mic drop! That right there, you guys, was the most beautiful passage I've read in that book so far. To realize that our entire lives we've been reactive to everything, everything. But to now be one with ourselves, it's a process to become centered. It's a process to be with yourself. Because you have to work through what is preventing you from being centered and happy with yourself. You have to work through those old beliefs. 
You have to work through those old traumas. You have to heal that inner child. You have to make that child seen. You have to reparent him. This is something that I get from the holistic psychologist, which is easily one of my favorite human beings in the world as well. Just like my holistic chiropractor, Pam. She basically explains it kind of like trauma was brought on us when we were kids. So that part of us that's hurt is the inner child, not the adult you. You were an adult now. Your traumas happened when you were a child. And when you have this burning rage towards your parents for them not acknowledging what's happened, that's the younger part of yourself wanting to be seen. Treat them as if you would your child. And that should help you slowly on this process. Even if you don't have kids, right? If they were your child and they came up to you and they were asking for you to be seen, would you just dismiss them and repress them and act like they're not there like your parents did to you? Not acknowledge your emotions or who you are as a person? No. You would be there for your child. This is the relationship of self-growth. It's learning to be there for that younger part of yourself that's hurt and in pain. And learning to heal and grow with him. That is the biggest, biggest tool to reparenting. Now, I don't know enough about it to teach you how to do it just yet. But I'm actually currently working on a little bit of a worksheet that... The holistic psychologist has given me and if I think it's good I'll suggest it for you guys as well all right you guys this was a deep very deep impactful episode I know it went over the 30 minute mark but I appreciate if you stuck around for this because you know it's really important that we don't feel alone in this journey it's really important that we don't feel like no one's there for us you know in this process of healing especially since uh, our current friends and family don't know what the fuck we're going through and they're not awake So we have to be the community support for each other. Follow the Instagram at Exploring with Micah Podcast or Lifesaver Podcast. I'm not sure what it is yet. Or Micah Jones with three S's. Share this podcast with somebody if you think it's really helpful. Because I know you, I'm sure you know somebody who needs to hear this. I know you know somebody who is also on this trauma journey with you. Don't be afraid to share this with them. Because... Think about it as sharing the love, right? If this podcast was helpful to you, then share the love with somebody else. Don't don't be selfish. I'm not being selfish. If I decided not to show any of this information to talk about any of this, I would not I would be doing myself a disservice. Just like you may be doing yourself a disservice by not expressing this part of yourself to your friends and to people who you think it may help as well. Alright? Take care you guys. My name is Micah Jones, and this is the Lifesaver or Exploring with Micah podcast. Take care.